Quite often uh, in church, I mention who either ha has had a birthday or has a birthday uh, coming in the next week. Uh, last week, I think it might have been Maisie's, and uh, I know at the start of August it, it will be Jeannie's, and I'll not be here next week, it'll be Adam, so I don't get to pass on that greeting. But this Tuesday, it's my dog's birthday. Bracken will be 10 years old. He is a Labrador, uh, he's a black lab, uh, he weighs 30-odd kilograms. According to the vet, he weighs considerably more than he should and is on a diet and is supposed to have more exercise. His favorite activity is actually eating, and he is a magician. If there is food on display, it will soon disappear. It just goes. Who knows where? Though he hasn't mastered that second part of the act of bringing it back, other than in certain stories that uh, Emmeline and I told the team that were gardening yesterday that we won't go into today. He is also quite good at retrieving objects that have been thrown, but when he brings them back, unless you have a treat, he won't always give them to you. If he thinks you've got a treat, he might, you know. He thinks very food-orientated. And that's why they're easy to train. And Labradors were bred for that retrieval thing and getting the food back. And although they have a large mouth and big teeth, it's quite possible for them to carry something without causing much damage. Their mouth is gentle and caring. I wonder how often our mouth is gentle. Not in how we eat, not in whether we can fit a dead duck in our mouth, but whether as we carry God's word, we bend it out of shape. We gnaw on it. We cause hurt to others. Whether the thing that we are carrying becomes disfigured in how we carry. Peter addresses the scattered church in our passage, many of whom have faced persecution, and he speaks to them about being spirit-filled people who are eager to do what is good and what is right, what is just, in whatever circumstances they face. And he asked them to train to always be ready to give an answer about who they are and what they do. This is the practice of what in the church is known as apologetics. Apologetics isn't saying sorry. It's explaining who we are, what we believe, 
and why we do it. And the apostle wants the reader to know that the shaping of an answer to the questions that we face in life is as important as the content itself, the message. It can take effort. It can require skill. It can take great time to shape the right response. Because Peter says the answer is to be spoken with gentleness and with respect. That's how the message is heard. When we react too quickly, when we really scold someone or, or give them a hard time about the question they ask, perhaps even just raising a scowl, that does not allow the message to be heard. Where we react harshly or try to share the gospel in a way that the hearer finds abrasive, even though we think we are perfectly right theologically in everything that we're saying, then we do not give the image of Jesus to that person. It is right that we speak the truth, the truth of God's love, the forgiveness of sin, and the new life that is received through Jesus offering himself upon the cross for us. But there are times that we need to share that message in a very gentle way. And there are times, too, where we need to shake the dust off our feet and walk on rather than getting into an argument. How we do these things requires gentleness and time. And it can be a circuitous route to get there. But we answer with love. For the person that we interact with is made in God's image just as we are. For many years uh, of a Wednesday lunchtime, I have enjoyed watching PMQs, Prime Minister's Questions. And I'll, I'll miss it over the summer as Parliament goes into recess. But gentleness is not how answers are given from the dispatch box to those on the opposition. In fact, I'm not really sure that any minister answers an actual question. They answer a different question, but maybe not the one that's ever asked. And that goes for whatever political party is in power. Likewise, when I use social media and read tweets or see Facebook posts by people with different opinions on topics like Brexit or COVID regulations or public sector pay increases, or not as the case may be. Uh, gentleness is not often found. People put their marker down 
and begin to have an entrenched position. And they shout rather than talk with gentleness and seek where there is common ground. Often views are polarized and on many topics, even among believers, we do not seem to be of one mind. We all need to think of how wherever we are and in whatever context that we might share our hopes and our dreams for the world with respect and overcome our fears through trusting in the Lord. This is where we need to grow our fruit so that in all we do, the Father's love for the world shines through. Ultimately, whatever we say has been heard, not simply by the person that we are facing, but by the Lord himself. As Danny reminded us earlier, he sees all and knows all, and we can never hide from him. If we live with his love in what we do, then we will see the kingdom grow. We will see his kingdom coming upon the earth until that day where that kingdom is seen because it comes in all of its fullness. Until that day, may we be gentle. Amen.